Have you ever felt alone, like everyone around you is doing well, but you cannot get your life together? Loneliness can lead us down some dark paths, and it can feel like we've nothing else to turn to. But you might be surprised at who comes to your rescue. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. And that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory. Our story today does feature some mature content, so parents should be aware of that before letting the kids listen. Being the new kid at school, work, or church can be difficult, and sometimes it feels like you'll never make friends or get to know anyone. It can be a very isolating and empty feeling. But where can you turn in those instances? The boy in our story discovered it to be a challenging path indeed. Our story today features a teenager who doesn't know where to belong. Disconnected and bored, he is left alone with his fleshly desires. What would you do in such a situation? The boy in our story found himself spiraling into a seemingly uncontrollable impulse and looking for a way out. Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. Now, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The story of Caleb. What? What's going to happen to me? Once your mom or dad gets here, we'll talk about the consequences. You told my parents? That's my job, Caleb. They have to be part of your next steps. Your healing. Can you just tell me how much trouble I'm in? You're a good kid. Nothing on your record. That's why I've never met you before. So, do you do warnings then, or for kids like me? This is a serious infraction. And so we treat it very seriously, no matter who you are. I, I promise I'll never... You're suspended, Caleb. What? For two weeks. But that'll go, I'll go on my... Colleges will see that. You should have thought more carefully before making this choice. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. What a haven Pacific Garden Mission has been since 1877. Men and women ready to end their lives have come to the mission and received love and a reason to live as well as food, lodging, and clean clothing. All this thanks to the generosity of friends like you. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3702 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. I was the kind of kid who started crying on vacation when I realized I'd forgotten to return my library book before I left. I apologized for messes I didn't make, just in case I was in any way indirectly responsible. I always brought an extra lunch to school in case my sister, Amy, forgot hers. I was conscientious, almost to a fault. I grew up to be highly social with more friends and activities than I could keep up with. Can you give me a ride to John's? Aren't we gonna finish horse? Sorry, Dad, you win. John's is the opposite direction of the mall. Please. Ugh, 
fine. Who all's gonna be at John's? A bunch of people. How about Sally? Is Sally part of the bunch? I don't know. Does this shirt look better untucked? Who's Sally? Yeah, who's Sally? No one. We'll stop bugging you, but hey, um, you know how to, um, how to treat girls, right? Oh, Dad, don't be weird. We're going. Just wanted to, you know, do the dad thing. Hey, are we going to church tomorrow? What? what? I know we're all going to get home late tonight, so I wanted to decide before we go. We haven't been to church since Christmas. Easter. Exactly. And I just wondered, you know, as the school year got started up, whether... I have to write two papers tomorrow. And Caleb's got a game. Okay. Well, never mind. Maybe another time. I'd go with you, Mom. Yeah. Okay. Have a good night. Today, we'll meet a young man who struggled to break free of addiction and the one that would be the answer to his deep dilemma. In the story of Caleb, right now on Unshackled. My dad's job moved us from our small town in Kansas to suburban Chicago, and everything changed. It seemed like the rest of my family had no problem starting fresh and beginning again. But I felt alone like I never had been before. Caleb, honey, your food's ready. We're not eating together? Well, your dad's still at work, and I'm going out with that woman I met in my yoga class. Did I tell you about her? Oh, maybe. And I have Macbeth auditions. Oh, break a leg, sweetheart. Can you get the tag off my sweater? Hmm, where are the scissors? We might not have unpacked them yet. Oh, I'm going to be late. Let me check this box. You can just tuck it inside. Here. Thank you. You're a lifesaver. What are you doing tonight? Well, now that I've saved a life, I think I'll just take it easy. Tell Sally I say hi. We broke up. I told you that. She didn't want to do long distance. For now. Okay, don't let your dinner get cold. Got it. Bye, hun. Wish me luck. Bye. Break a leg. Okay, then. Now what? One night followed after another. My family continued their lives as if nothing had changed. Why was it so much harder for me? I didn't understand. I'd started spending my nights on the computer. I'd look at pictures of my friends from my old school. I'd read random articles. And sometimes, I'd let the internet lead the way. Mom, what are you, can't you knock? I'm sorry, honey. I, I didn't know I was interrupting anything. You're not. I just... I should have knocked. I'm sorry. What do you want? I don't like the way you're speaking to me. Well, I don't like the way you're barging in on me. Change your tone. Dinner's almost ready, and I found this in your backpack. Yeah? You missed basketball tryouts, or at least you missed the first day. I'm thinking maybe if I call and apologize, they'll still let you come tomorrow. I'm not trying out. How come? I don't want to. What? You love basketball. Not anymore. But this is such a great way to meet people, and- I'm fine, Mom. I knew the tryouts were today, and I decided not to go. It's whatever. Okay. All right. Well- It'd be good for you to get off your computer and spend some time outside or something. Is there anything else? What? Never mind. I'll be down in a sec. Before long, what I was finding on the internet had a hold over me. Obscene images. I wanted to stop. 
I felt dirty and ashamed. But who could I confide in? I didn't have the courage to ask for help, and I didn't want anyone to know my secret. Not even you, listener. Not even you. Was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself? Have it slept since? And wakes it now to look so green and pale? I don't know how you remember that stuff. What I do is I write what the line means in modern English, and then I memorize that line, then I scan the verse, making sure I understand how the meter works, then I- Okay, okay. I don't need to hear the whole process. Well, you asked. I didn't, actually. Did you bring me a soda? I stole it from the basement fridge. So that's where Dad keeps them. I've had lots of time to explore here when y'all ditch me every night. Oh, did you want to be in the play? No. Why How do you, you stop doing something soccer? you don't want to do? What? Have you ever, like, wanted to stop doing something, but you kept doing it anyway? Um, probably. Eating ice cream. I'm serious. Watching TikToks. Never mind. Okay, actually, yes. Shopping. I know I spend too much on clothes, and every month I decide to get it under control, and then I see something cute and I buy it, but I promise myself this, this is, is the last, last time. time. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what you're- Hey, so, what was the modern version of that Lady Macbeth line you were working on? About Hope being drunk? She's basically saying, are you a chicken? Oh. Cheers. The next week, Mom decided to institute some new family rules. Like any self-respecting teenagers, we accepted them with a great attitude. What? Are you kidding me? You're both buried in your phones all the time. No, I'm not. I'm on my computer. Same thing. For school. Your grades would be better if you were really spending all night on your homework. No devices in your bedrooms. That's the rule. That's right. And Mom and I are going to abide by it, too. Excuse me? We talked about this. Right. Okay. And? There will be consequences if necessary. That's right. Breaking the rules. One sec. Surely that can wait. Amy, can you drive me to school tomorrow? My math group is meeting early. Seriously? We are in the middle of a conversation about how technology is interfering with our family while you're, you're... Allowing it to interfere. Sorry. Sorry. As we were saying, there will be consequences. You may lose phone and computer privileges for a day. A day? Or even a week. Or more, if necessary. What's the point of this? This is the world we live in. Technology's not bad. It's help with, like... Medicine and... and... And GPS. Yep, GPS. The point of this is that we want you to stop being addicted to your devices. Why is it bad? It just is, okay? Looking back on that conversation, I wish I would have framed our technology guidelines in the positive as instructions rather than in the negative. And because I hadn't answered the question for myself yet, what is the goal? I couldn't drive my kids towards something. I just wanted them to avoid what's bad. Maybe that's why it didn't work. Yes, come in. Ah, uh, you must be Caleb's dad. I am, uh, Brett Kleinman. Thanks for coming, Brett. Come on in. Hey, bud. Uh, what's going on? Well, Caleb, you want to tell him or shall I? Your son has been caught with inappropriate videos on his school computer. Inappropriate, like, um... Pornography. What? The consequences of this are a two-week suspension. And we'll set Caleb up with a therapist who we trust will work with you 
to heal this addiction. Addiction? Yes, Mr. Kleinman. That's what this is. Folks, we'll get back to Caleb's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. Org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to Caleb. More iced tea? Yes. I don't understand. How long has this been going on? I don't know. On his school computer? Well, we put a lot of restrictions on his home one. Not enough, apparently. I didn't even know he was interested in girls. This is not the same thing. Where would he even find this stuff? I don't know, Brett. You tell me. What do you mean? You went through your own phase. You told me that years ago. Well, of course. I mean... I guess a lot of guys do. Cool. Well, now that includes your son. Are you blaming me? Didn't you give him the talk? Of course I did. Pretty sure. Pretty sure? It was a long time ago. And, and how come that was my job? How come all of this is my responsibility? Because it's boy stuff. No, it isn't. Oh, please. It's not like Amy's the one looking at this trash. You don't think? N no. Okay. So, I'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. All right. Tomorrow? After school. He's not going to school. Oh, right. That night I laid awake trying to figure out where I'd gone wrong. Had we had the talk? When? What had I said? Why did I think that one talk was sufficient to get my son through years of sexual temptation? I remembered when I got married, I prayed that God would help me be a good father. Was I? And what happened to my relationship with God? I was consumed with regrets. I, I wish that we had made our kids feel comfortable through a series of conversations about intimacy, not just one. And I wondered if I ought to have framed the conversation more in the direction of chastity than purity. Then we could have talked about self-control and self-giving, not just what someone gives up, but what they're living toward and why. If Caleb had a better vision for what real love could look like, would it have been harder for him to settle on the cheap version? On night one of his suspension with Amy at play rehearsal, we confronted him. Caleb, we need to talk about this. How could you ever think it was appropriate to look at those videos at school? Or anywhere? How long has this been going on? 
You gotta talk to us, bud. Bring me your computer. What? Bring me your computer. We can answer these questions ourselves if you're not going to talk. It'll all be in there in your search history. Mom, can you respect my, my, my privacy? No, not anymore. I thought we could trust you, but apparently we can't. We need you to talk to us so we can... can help. I don't know if you understand how serious this is. I, I do. You think I don't know that? You think I want to be home from school because I'm... I'm... Uh, a freak? You're not a freak, honey. Lots of people. Your dad, even. No, you're not a freak. And we're here to help, but we need your cooperation. We just... We had no idea you were struggling with this. Well, you haven't noticed much of anything about me since we moved, so... Is it really a surprise that you missed this? I knew the anger I was feeling was not helping. I was ready to never let him look at a computer again, and deep down, okay, sometimes out loud, I kept blaming Brett for failing to be the male example he needed in this area. I got together with my friend, Carla, a mom of four. Whenever we did go to church, I looked for her family. They seemed so together. Sometimes I wished our family was more like theirs. I thought she might have some good advice. We went for pedicures. So basically, the conversation went terrible, and now I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, um, first of all, you need to turn the massage chair on. Oh, what am I thinking? Here's the remote, miss. Oh, thank you. Is this the color you would like? For my toes, yes. It's called Shattered Souls. I thought that was appropriate. Is it really called that? Yes, look at the bottle. Well, <laughs> it's a beautiful color. It's prophetic. Oh, I'm sorry, Kim. You know you're grieving. You know that. I mean, Caleb's really the one going through something. So are you. I didn't know you could grieve someone who hadn't, like, died. Oh, you can grieve lots of things. And knowing that you're inside that process makes a difference. I guess I haven't looked at it that way. I'm just so angry, I can't even see straight. Which really means that underneath that anger is pain. Ow! Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I forgot to warn you I stubbed that toe last week. Uh, what were you saying? Oh, pain. Pain, right. Is Brett also experiencing anger? No, I think he's in shock. And a little bit depressed. Oh, well, that's hard. To be processing it differently. It is. Have you tried talking to Caleb multiple times? No. The one time went so badly I wasn't ready to repeat it until I had a better game plan. Well, it may take multiple invitations for him to open up. It's an embarrassing thing to talk about. And even just naming that might help soften him. Yeah, okay. When we dealt with this with our daughter, we... Wait, you dealt with this? With your daughter? Oh, yeah. So I'm not a failure? Well, if you are, I am too. There is good parenting that can help, but at the end of the day, you can't control your kids. Trying to isn't good parenting either. And they are inundated with this stuff, way more so than when we were kids and growing up without devices. The more I dug in, the more I learned there's a huge naivete gap with this topic. Way more kids viewing porn than their parents suspect. I didn't know girls were that vulnerable to it. 33% of young girls. Wow. So anyway, in our house, the first thing we do, 
pray. We pray as a family. We ask God to help us be honest with each other and extend grace to each other and give us strength to carry out his will. Pray, huh? Oh, and then we went over some of the research with our daughter, like about you know what porn does to your brain. And that was helpful because it started to eliminate the shame, made her feel less alone, while also helping her see how damaging it is. Okay, that's a great idea. I should be taking notes. Let me grab my purse. Ma'am, your nails aren't dry yet. Oh, oh, no. It's okay. I'll fix them. Thank you. Sorry. I couldn't shake this wondering about how things might have gone differently if we'd raised our kids to embrace God's vision of love rather than simply to abstain from sex. I wondered why we hadn't made church more of a priority or talked more openly about matters of faith at our kitchen table. I set up a meeting with our pastor. He barely knew me, even though I worried he'd judge me as harshly as I was judging myself. Being 15 is hard. Is it, though? I mean, I'm the one worrying about our budget and our bills and keeping a job and keeping everyone safe, and he's just kind of along for the ride. Exactly. He doesn't have much control over his life at all. You said you moved in the past year, right? Yes, for my job. And how was that transition for him? I don't, uh, hard, I'm sure, but, yeah, uh, I don't really know to tell you the truth. What I wanted to talk to you about, though, was his pornography addiction. I know. But these things all connect under the surface. Our behavior is influenced by our experience, our emotions, our questions. I became an alcoholic when my mom died. Wow. I... I didn't know that. I've been sober for 13 years. But it's a battle every day. I'm going to ask you a personal question, even though we don't know each other that well. Have you ever struggled with an addiction of any kind? Well, I actually, I mean, I don't know if I would call it an addiction, but I was, um, I was into pornography myself in college just for a few years. Is it something you still struggle with? No. Have you ever shared that with Caleb? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I didn't want him to lose all faith in me as a, uh, a trustworthy parent. <laughs> you might be surprised. We become more trustworthy when we allow ourselves to be seen in our brokenness. Did you feel how my confession changed the dynamic between us? When I confessed and made myself vulnerable, we became just two people trying to figure this out together. I don't know if I could tell Caleb. Maybe that's what he needs. To know he's not alone. Shame can be a terrible burden. But what he needs most, Brett, is to know that the power of sin, pornography, can be overcome. Because it's no match for the power of our Savior, Jesus, who conquered sin and set us free from the law of sin and death. Brett, whatever sinful habits we are up against, apart from the grace of God, we are powerless to turn from. God's word says here in Psalm 34, 17, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. So if you, or Caleb, Find yourself burdened by sin. Whatever it is, cry out to God for deliverance and the grace to change. Deliverance? Yeah. Christ can give you a new heart, abundant joy, and a clean and restored conscience. Oh, and here. These are some of the Christian counselors I recommend for Caleb. 
if you want to go that route. Thank you, uh, Pastor Andy. You can just call me Andy. All right, see you guys. Bye, hun. Have a good day at school. You guys aren't going to work, or...? We thought we'd spend the day at home. You don't have to monitor me. I promise I won't do anything. We're not monitoring you. We want to be with you. But you don't have to talk if you aren't ready. We'd be happy to just hang out together. Nothing else to do, I guess. No school, no computer. I'm like a monk. <laughs> you are. All cloistered up in the Chicago suburbs. I'm sorry, I haven't asked you how you like living here. If it isn't too late, I, I'd love to know what this transition has been like for you. Um, well, I know it's good for your job, and you all seem to like it. I asked how you like it. I don't, really. I liked my friends and my girlfriend and my team in Kansas. And then we moved, and it was just like... My whole life changed. And you guys all adjusted so fast. I felt like... Like maybe there was something wrong with me. Suddenly, I was the only one home every night. I've been so lonely. Oh, hon. I'm so sorry we didn't see that. I didn't understand why you weren't going out for basketball. I just felt like I wasn't good at anything. I didn't want to be on this team. I wanted to be on my old team. Plus, I'd started spending all this time on my computer, and that's how I ended up finding... Yeah, you kind of know the rest. Thanks for being honest about that. That sounds so... isolating. When I found porn, it was uh, during a time when I was also spending a lot of time alone. When... you... found? I wish I'd been more open with you about this sooner, but I totally struggled with it just like you are. I was in college, living in a single room, and not going to many classes. Whoa. How did you beat it? I don't want to do it anymore. Every time I promise it's going to be the last time. That's a big step, Caleb. Wanting to change. And with the Lord's help, we know you can. One day at a time. Um, is it okay if I pray? Why, I think that would be wonderful. Okay. Um, dear God, uh, you know our hearts, and you know what we struggle with, Lord. Your word says that if we cry out to you, you hear us and deliver us from our troubles. It didn't happen overnight. I started seeing a Christian counselor, having more really awkward conversations with my parents. We started going to church, which I like, and I heard more about what real intimacy and love should be like. I began to love God. I learned an important part of loving God is rejoicing in the goodness of his good design for sexuality. Sex between one man and one woman who are committed to each other in covenant for life. My favorite scripture is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I have that memorized. I'm not perfect now, but I am forgiven. I get to start over, and that's really good news. Listening friend, in Jesus Christ, 
there is restoration, redemption, and healing. Even though you may be discouraged and face setbacks like Caleb, put your hope in Jesus Christ and cry out to the Lord for deliverance and the power of His grace to change. Know that your efforts and energies to pursue Christ and fight sin are pleasing to the Lord, so run after Him with all that you have. If you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit who lives in you and a living Savior who intercedes for you. If you do fail, don't let discouragement lead you to despair, but honor Christ by not giving up. And friend, if you have never put your faith in Christ, you will never find the answers you seek until you do. If you need help in this crucial decision, get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, Marcus emailed us a very kind note, as well as a question about the production of our show. He says, I love listening to your Unshackled audio drama podcast. I was wondering how you do some of your sound effects. When I hear someone get in a car crash and flip a vehicle, or someone smoking, I was thinking that you couldn't possibly carry all those out on stage. I was wondering how you do it. Well, great question, Marcus. In an audio drama, there's certainly a lot of sound effects to plan for, and thankfully, in this digital age, we can do some of these electronically. Now, smaller sound effects like water pouring, footsteps, a door closing. We actually perform and record during our live show on Saturdays. But for larger sound effects, like you said, a car crash, for example, we turn to technology for a little assistance. Fun fact, we used to have to use records and CDs with sound effects on them. This meant our sound effects person had to use a lot of speed and accuracy throughout our live show to make sure we got the right sound effect at the right time. Thanks so much, Marcus, for writing in. And if you have a question about our show, be sure to send it in. And we'll answer it right here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We look forward to hearing from you. All right. Here's the prize for our new upcoming sweepstakes contest. It's another beautiful wooden scripture plaque of Psalm 5110 that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Folks, this is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for well, daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and well, cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. This one actually looks like it was cut from birch, as it has that really unique bark exterior. Uh, this plaque has been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. If you'd like to peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., 
All you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 21st. But the deadline, folks, the deadline for entry is March 5th. And we look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Hans, have you heard? We're sailing to America. Are you sure? Yeah. That's fantastic. We know about America. They have freedom there. I wonder what it means to have freedom. When Hans Nikolai came to the U.S. from Germany after World War II, he looked forward to freedom. When we lived in Germany, I used to stand in long soup lines after the war. Sometimes I would get up to the front of the line just as they ran out of soup. How sad. Yeah, but there's plenty of food here. But he went into bondage for a dozen years. Hans, you're two hours late. I had a business meeting. At a bar? We entertained clients and I only had one drink. Hear about his emancipation. I'm praying for you, Hans. It's the classic true story of Hans Nikolai. Another true dramatization coming soon on Unshackled. This is program number 3702. Heard in the story of a young man named Caleb were John Hatchie, Julie Ganey, Kurt Nabig, Jane Hahnemann, Angela Morris, and Demetrius Troy. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Samantha Beach. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>